This is In the Movement, a weekly radio segment and podcast series from WTUL New Orleans News and Views show. Each week, we interview social justice organizers in the city to learn about the organizations they work with, their current campaigns, and upcoming events, helping to inform listeners of the kinds of locally rooted activism taking place in our city. I'm your host, Theo Hilton. This week, we speak with Maxwell Chardulo and Renee Corrigan from the Greater New Orleans Fair Housing Action Center about the 50th anniversary of the Fair Housing Act, their annual Fit for a King Summit taking place on Friday, January 12th, that's tomorrow if you're listening on the radio, and their ongoing litigation and organizing against housing discrimination in New Orleans. Here we go. This is Theo Hilton uh, here at the Greater New Orleans Fair Housing Action Center with Renee Corrigan and Maxwell Chardulo. Thanks so much for speaking with us today. Yeah, thanks for coming down. Absolutely. Um, so I guess uh, in this conversation, just sort of, you know, we'd like to know just a little bit of an overview of your organization and, and sort of what you do generally and then talk about some things that are going on right now for you. Great. Uh, so the Fair Housing Center is a 20-plus-year-old uh, civil rights organization, local nonprofit here in the New Orleans area. And our work is really focused around combating housing discrimination and housing segregation. And we believe that everyone deserves to live in a neighborhood that has good schools, public transit, grocery stores, and all the amenities that people need to really thrive. And so that's uh, what our work is centered on. And we do that through... Um, some policy work, trying to change laws to actually make that possible, education and outreach, um, as well as enforcement. So that means um, when people are discriminating, um, actually uh, taking them to court uh, and and trying to make sure that um, people have their rights protected. And we also do some um, protection for folks who may be at risk of losing their home through foreclosure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cool. And so then, uh, I guess... You have this event that's coming up. I guess at the time that this interview airs, it's going to be um, the 10th of January. Um, so the event is going to be on Friday, the 11th of January. And um, I guess... No, the 12th. Sorry. Oh, 12th. sorry. It's the 12th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have two events coming up. Okay. So on the 11th, we're having a reception Okay. to to celebrate our conference. And then the conference is on the 12th. Okay. And that's the Friday is the 12th. Exactly okay. right. So Thursday great. night reception <laughs> right. and Friday all day conference. Okay, great. Well, could you tell us a little bit about both of those things? Sure. So it's the Fit for a King Fair Housing Summit. Mm-hmm. It's our 11th annual Fair Housing Summit. And we have it every year on the Friday before Martin Luther King weekend to honor you know, Dr. King's legacy and the contributions that he made to the fair housing movement. We have a series of events around um, around that time, including training, seminars, film screenings, concerts, things like that, to educate the community about fair housing, celebrate the civil rights movement, and inspire change. And this year is really special because 2018 marks the 50th anniversary of the passage of the Fair Housing Act. Mm-hmm. And so we really want to honor that and mark what that means. And, you know, all of the heroes and all the hard work it t- took to get that law passed. And then how it's been updated and changed over the years and used to really create justice. Um, and uh, something you should know about the event is that our keynote speaker is going to be Bree Newsom, which we're so thrilled about. That's so exciting. So a lot of folks are like, wait, who is that? And then as soon as we tell them, they're like, oh, my God, I have to see her. So she's the you know, acclaimed activist who took down the Confederate flag at the South Carolina State House. Um, and so we're really, really excited to hear her you know, talking about what it means for folks to work for justice today in their communities. And the conference is on Friday, like you said, January 12th. It's from 9 to 3. Mm-hmm. at the Delgado Community College Student Life Center, and it's totally free and open to the public. Everyone is welcome, and we want y'all to come on down. Even if you're only able to come for part of the day, that's just fine. But do register at www.fitforaking.org 
just so we know to expect you can have and can order lunch for you. And so we're going to have that keynote from Brie Newsome. We're also going to have a lot of other exciting things on the agenda, including a panel featuring New Orleans' own Deacon John and other musicians and hospitality workers who are going to talk about the city's affordable housing crisis and how we can make sure that you know all the people who make New Orleans what it is don't get pushed out. We're also going to have a legal training about litigating sexual harassment claims, mm -hmm. which unfortunately are really, really common, not just in employment situations, which we've been hearing a lot about, but also in housing. A lot mm -hmm. of people encounter sexual harassment or even assault by a landlord, property manager, someone mm -hmm. like that. So we want to make sure that folks know the Fair Housing Act protects you against that. And we want to make sure that, that you know, attorneys and other folks know how to, and advocates have that information. Uh, we make sure to put on the summit every year because... It's been 50 years since the Fair Housing Act was signed, but we're still working to fulfill the legacy. Mm -hmm. We're still working to fulfill the goals of that act. And we want to make sure that people you know, reflect on it um, and continue to work for housing justice. It sounds like there's a lot, I mean, I mean, it sounds like there's sort of a lot of really important information for everybody <laughs> at this conference. Definitely. And like, you know, and Brie Newsom is going to be it's so awesome, I feel like. You know, I've heard her speak on democracy now a few times. Yeah. Like, wow, you're so cool. Yeah. I, I wonder if, if you could really agree this is a little bit of a derail, but um, just for our listeners, um, talk a little bit about the Fair Housing Act and like sure. what it mm -hmm. sort of aspirationally does and Thank what it you. does. Yeah, great question. So the Fair Housing Act protects every single person all across the country from housing discrimination based on seven different categories. So race, color, religion, national origin, sex, which can include sexual orientation and gender identity, mm -hmm. disability, which covers a wide variety of different disabilities, and then f family status, which is if you have children, how many children you have, um, being pregnant, you know, the ages of your children, all those sorts of things, which unfortunately we still do find a lot of discrimination based on those things. Mm -hmm. And the Fair Housing Act applies to all different types of housing. So public housing, private housing, nursing homes, dormitories, you know, lots of different types of housing. And we regularly do investigations in the housing market. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes people think discrimination is something, oh, that used to happen in the 60s, it doesn't happen today. Right. That is definitely not true. So we regularly find when we send out black and white mystery shoppers mm -hmm. that about half the time our black mystery shoppers are treated worse than our white mystery Half shoppers the time. about 50 percent of the time and that's been consistent since we've been doing those investigations wow yeah i'll just add one other piece too uh which is sort of the lesser known piece of the fair housing act which was that it was absolutely passed to stop individual acts of discrimination to weed out the bad actor landlords and and lenders and etc but that it was also passed seven days after the death of Dr. King mm -hmm. um, and in the midst of riots in cities through and uprisings in cities throughout the, the country. Um, and it was passed with the full knowledge by legislators at the time that the legalized regime of segregating communities of color into poor inner city neighborhoods was a recipe for disaster mm -hmm. and that the Fair Housing Act includes a clause that specifically says the federal government and local and state governments have an obligation to undo that pattern of segregation, mm -hmm. to actually use their resources to bring about some parity where communities of color and other folks have access to all neighborhoods. Um, and so that, I think, is actually one of the other challenges that we're still not, we haven't fully lived up to that promise of the act. Um, certainly not in New Orleans, certainly not in most cities in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, 
uh, this sort of <laughs> opens up in my mind a whole like Pandora's box of questions about even, you know, I mean, about sort of this sort of like private led development that's happening today and the sort of like rhetoric around it that sort of seems to be quite empty mm-hmm. in terms of like access, you know, and not, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how it could sort of get levied. I mean, but it's like, so the litigation work that, that, that your organization is involved in, is that mostly sort of based on the Fair Housing Act? Like, is that sort of like the basis on which you bring things to court, for example? Yeah, absolutely. Sort of well. That's sort of how our mission is based, and that's the work that we do. But to, to follow up briefly on the the sort of that second piece of the act there and mm-hmm. really creating parity and opportunity for people to access all neighborhoods, this mm-hmm. is one of the campaigns. I'm going to get specific about one of the campaigns we're Great. working on and sort of how it relates to the conference. So the panel that we're doing with Deacon John and other hospitality workers and musicians is um, really to highlight um, sort of how people are resisting displacement and gentrification that are, are pushing our culture makers, our musicians, and the other workers who really keep our city running out to the margins. Mm-hmm. Um, since Katrina, we've seen skyrocketing rents, and that means that, as an example, the horn player who grew up in Treme and used to walk to gigs in the French Quarter now may have to take a bus an hour and 15 minutes in, um, and that bus maybe doesn't run at night, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it makes it much harder to get the jobs um, and if neighborhoods have gained things like streetcars, like the Greenway, like grocery stores, um, working people who keep our hotels and our restaurants and our music venues um, running can no longer stick around to enjoy those benefits. They've mm-hmm. been pushed out because as those amenities come, so do higher prices um, and higher rents. And so one of the things we're going to be talking about during the panel are the tools that we have in our toolbox, the policy tools we have in our toolbox to actually ensure that the people who make our city great can stay and enjoy its growth. And so one in particular that um, I'm going to be talking about is something called the Smart Housing Mix Policy. Um, And folks may have heard a little bit about this in the news in the past year or so. Uh, It's something that a lot of other cities have done, and the idea is that when new apartment buildings are built, a percentage of new units have to come online as affordable to the typical worker. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're seeing in neighborhoods that are seeing you know, building booms like Mid-City, like the Central Business District, like parts of the Treme, um, it would create some space for those folks who lived in those neighborhoods for generations but are now paying 50% of their income towards rent mm-hmm. to actually find a more affordable place to live along a streetcar line within walking distance to their job, et cetera. Um, and so the, the City Planning Commission actually recommended a, a similar policy like this almost a year ago. Um, and and I, I think we're of the opinion that we can't wait any longer. Mm-hmm. That, um, mm-hmm. you know, when this city was founded, so this is the other thing, right? So this 50-year anniversary of the, of the Fair Housing Act, but 300-year anniversary of the city's founding, right? When the city was founded, it, it was low-income people and people of color who were relegated to the swampy back-of-town areas. Yeah. Uh, and now 300 years later, the same groups are still being pushed out to the margins of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, without jobs, without re- farther from jobs, farther from resources. So uh, we believe it's time to really ask City Council to step up um, and move this plan forward so that we can ensure that the people who make the economy run in New Orleans um, can stay and have a place here. And just to clarify, I mean, because I know, you know, with a lot of new developments that are happening now, there's some, you know, like uh, things that are built in that like sort of that compel developers to do that to some extent, but there's a sort of a lot of um, criticism of how that works. Like this is different because instead of it being part of having access to grant funding or something, it's just the law. And so those units stay affordable in perpetuity is the idea. That would be our argument is that Mm -hmm. they, I mean, some of those details haven't been worked out yet, but, but yeah, you're right. There's nothing like this on the books yet. Um, This would be um, the first, 
the first time that the city would actually take a stand and say, we really believe people deserve a place in all of our neighborhoods in ways that they can access jobs. Um, and so uh, we think everybody needs to play a role in that. And that includes developers and the city. Um, that's, yeah, that sounds like just a really ex exciting campaign to be working on. Are there any other sort of like major, like specifically to 2018 or to these times campaigns that y'all are involved in? Um, well, we've got, I mean, there's a sort of large slate of, of policies that we're always pushing um, mm -hmm. to, again, always under the sort of guise of, of preventing displacement, um, trying to make sure folks have access to all neighborhoods. Um, and so there are going to be a lot of things that are going to come up once the new mayor and city council are inaugurated mm -hmm. in early May. Um, we think this is one that we can actually start to move on right now. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why, why sort of we're going to feature it at the conference and why we're excited to talk about it. But yeah, there's a whole host of other things. Those include things like uh, better regulating short-term rentals uh, and Airbnb. Uh, we tried to do that last year and didn't do a very good job of it. Yeah. Um, pushing for... Um, caps or freezes for property tax increases for long-time low-income homeowners who live in gentrifying neighborhoods and have seen their tax assessment maybe double, triple, quadruple in the mm -hmm. past couple years and are struggling to keep their home. Um, ensuring that the city uses the public land that it owns, that's the housing authority that owns vacant uh, property, the city owns some adjudicated property, um, the New Orleans Redevelopment Authority owns some vacant property, and trying to make sure that when they own it, especially in areas that are close to jobs, close to streetcar lines, mm -hmm. um, that that gets set aside for affordable housing. And so, so the, the concern is that like that would be sold to sort of upmarket buyers or just used in ways that didn't support that. Yeah, in many mm -hmm. cases, they have the option to sell it to the highest bidder. Uh, and that's just a, that's a sad loss of really valuable land that yeah. could be used in a better way. And we've done we've done plenty of that, so it's time to start actually changing the, the way we do business. Mm -hmm. um, well, okay, so so uh, the Fifer King eleventh um, annual Fair Housing Summit is going to be on Friday, January twelfth, um, and our listeners, by all means, should all come out to it. Um, learn more at fitforking.org. Um, is, is there any other sort of like um, ways that uh, folks could get involved who might be interested in, in sort of following what you're up to or? or or join the movement somehow? Definitely. Yeah, go to our website, okay. www.gnofairhousing.org, gnofairhousing.org. You can look at uh, different cases we've been involved in. You can see Know Your Rights information. You can sign up for our email list to get our action alerts. It's definitely really important. We need everybody's support to get these policy goals passed. Um, you can also email us through the website if you're interested in bringing a fair housing training to your organization or your school or your church or any kind of group that you're a part of. Okay. We do trainings for all different audiences, for adults, you know, know your rights trainings, trainings for landlords and realtors. We also have curricula for kindergarten through 12th grade. So we'll come and in an age-appropriate way talk with young people about what fair housing means and how they can support justice in their communities. So definitely um, look us up and let us know if that's something that you're interested in. Also like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter and Instagram definitely stay up to date as to what we're working on and we want to hear from you as well great awesome Renee and Maxwell thank you so much for speaking with us today thank awesome. you it was yeah, great right, take it. In the Movement is recorded and produced by Theo Hilton the views expressed on the show in no way express the position of WTUL or Tulane University if you have any questions comments or would like to be featured on the show please look us up on Facebook or email thilton one, that's T-H-I-L-T-O-N, number one, at Tulane.edu. Until next time, keep moving. We'll see you in the streets.